Welcome back to another episode of the Wire Fantasy Football Podcast. Fellas, what's going on? Alex, how you feeling today, buddy? I'm good. Do we know what number this is for episode? Oh, Jesus. I have no idea. We're another, like 30, yeah. 38, I think. 37, yeah. 38. We'll, we'll live with that. I think that's right. Um, Beautiful. But this is going to be a little bit of a two-part piece here, guys. We, uh, we're going to jump into some rankings for the rest of the season. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah, it's the wire. D. Griffin. This the wire, serving up a hot take. Around the league, serving jams like a hot plate. Who's the flex? First pick, rounds four to eight. Trading with the base, that's Superman, we need a cake. This that fantasy, see who get the glory. Who's gonna stay up in they lane talking Tory? Who's gonna ride up on the train where the hype at? Yeah, you wanna start them, but matches, you might not like that. Three tutties next week, man, he's double covered. Takes on a hundred coming out the oven. Tim and Ty, they the guys, know you gotta love them. Take your pick, do it quick, they on fire, the wire. All right, boys. So, like I said in the intro, we're gonna go into our rankings for the rest of the season. We're gonna do top 15 uh, this episode for quarterbacks and tight ends. Um, we got some shake up here. We got some odd things. We we disagree on some stuff. Um, Tim, what do you think? Well, well, yeah, we do always disagree. Um, so why don't we go with the consensus? Um, well, actually, it's not a consensus. Right off the back with quarterbacks, we have Russ at number one. Alex, you're the only one that disagrees there, but I think we can kind of just run through these top three guys. Yeah, it's so something to keep in mind is we're not judging talent. We're we're taking schedule into account. Yep. We're taking, you know, because Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. You know, my, the reason I put Russ ahead of him is because looking at Mahomes' schedule, how often is he going to be up three scores? And like last week, um, and – only have to throw the ball for the first two quarters, and they sat him the entire fourth quarter. He's been taken out of the game the last two weeks because they were winning by so much, while Russ is throwing 40-yard touchdowns to DK every seven or eight minutes. I love it. Yeah, DK is a, a monster. I put Mahomes at one, and that's different from the two of you. We don't have to dive, they, you don't have to dive into it too much. I just you like know. Mahomes' schedule a little bit more. Um, you're right. They could pull him in the fourth in every game. But he's going to throw four or five touchdowns every game. And if you want consistency, you know, he's, he's the most consistent quarterback in the league. He's, he, you know, he could be an MVP candidate. and He will be an MVP candidate, but that's why I have him at one. Touchdown. Russ, Russell Wilson is throwing a touchdown on, on one of every 10 attempts. Yeah, can't argue with it, but I just like Mahomes' schedule a little bit more. Yeah, but, on, you know, our consensus on these rankings goes Russ at one, Mahomes at two, two. Murray at three. Um, and we all had a combination of the three of them in our top three. For what sure. Murray's doing is really impressive in, in Arizona. Yeah. So from three, from four to seven is where it kind of gets, starts to get interesting. Um, through the consensus, we've got Watson, Lamar, Rogers, and Barrow. Um, Tim and I agreed on Watson. Alex didn't. He had Allen at four. Um, but then we get a little bit more interesting with Lamar. Um, I don't have him in my top 15 for the rest of the year. Tim had him at six. Alex has him at five. Um, 
coming into the year, I was really low on him. And I think we're seeing now that a lot of teams are starting to figure it out. They, they He's going to run the ball. We all know that. But once they take that away, he can't throw the ball. He, he just struggles. And it's very obvious to see. And it's, he's just not that guy. He's not that, that top quarterback that we thought he was going to be. He, You know, it's interesting. Even though he's not having the same success passing the ball, he's still fantasy productive. And, yeah, he's been disappointing. And he's a, I think he's a top – I think he's a number 12 or 13 quarterback right now in most leagues. And that's disappointing for where you drafted him. It sucks. It's not great. But the fact that he's not throwing the ball well at all and he's still getting the rushing and we I feel like we still haven't seen his his ceiling yet. I disagree. His his ceiling was last year. He was well, I mean this beyond year. deficient last seen... year. It was right. impossible to say that he was ever going to be able to repeat. No, that. I, no, 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 of course. But I'm saying for this year we haven't seen even really a glimpse of what we saw last year. I think Lamar is still the same player. I think he's, you know, I think as far as consistency, you can rely on his rushing week in and week out. Oh, and no. I agree that he definitely have, has a safe floor, um, but we're just not going to see that upside that we saw from him last year. No, we're not. But I think the consistency is what pushes him into that top five for me because I can confidently start Lamar every week where I'm waiting for the shoe to drop with, with these other guys. Yeah, so, you know, Deshaun Watson is Deshaun Watson. He's a top five quarterback. Um, I had him at four. I'm comfortable with them at four. Um, they're going to be in a lot of shootouts. They can't stop anything. They're going to have to keep up with every other offense they play against. It doesn't matter if it's the Giants, the the Green Bay Packers, or any terrible offense. But, um, you know, with with Lamar, I think it's going to be he's, – he's a buy candidate right now in redraft. Um, his schedule is going to open up quite a bit the rest of the season. Um, you know, he's going to be games against tough defenses where they're not going to have a hard time moving the ball. Um, you know, he's going to against like the Colts and New England where, you know, if the ball, if it's not open, he's going to have to run. And I don't, I don't have much faith in Juwan Bentley containing Lamar no, Jackson. Th- there's no doubt that he's going to have big games down the stretch, but to say that I he's going to, cons- the big games are about to come though. That's the thing. I think he's about to break out. And if you have the ability to buy him cheap, if you can give a, a Derek Carr and um, a Mike Williams for Lamar, do it. If you can, if you can do something with a no. lower end quarterback and a one, no. do it. But obviously, Mike Williams is is is, is yeah. Something. I mean, you're gonna have to. No one's selling Lamar. That's the other. There's thing. people like, that are really. Selling. I would bet that there's a lot of people selling Lamar right now. There's so people, where people yeah, drafted him, they need Lamar. players. I bet that yeah, was selling they're him. Selling him for a Miles Sanders and like a Rob Woods. They're not selling him for Carr and Mike Williams. No one's so, trading. Mike Williams is Mike Williams is a, a bad name. I'm sure. I was trying to come up with something, but you know it. But they want McLaurin. They want Boyd. They they want productive players here. And yeah, I don't Mike see Williams a lot of Lamar trades happening because of what the asking price is and what he's been. No, it, it'll definitely be a hard trade, him. but. Yeah, but regardless, me, like I, I think he's still gonna have a lot of rest of season value. Tyler, you think he's gonna be useless for the rest of the year? So I'm not useless. Exactly what he's been. He's gonna flirt between fifteen to twenty points and have some down weeks, like he has. I don't, I don't think so. I think he's really gonna start picking it up now. That now they have to start chasing <laughs> the the Steelers for the division and a buy. 
Um, th- that's the thing is that they're winning games. It's not like they're not winning games. But they, they have to win every game to in, in order to, to win the division, in order to have home field advantage mm-hmm. at the playoffs. This and I think they're going to have to take the ball out of his hands. I think they're going to run the ball even more than they already are. But you know what the real and this is this is a consensus. But you yeah. know, in my opinion, Lamar, he, he, this is the time to buy him. He's going to have some really big breakout weeks the next couple weeks. And last last point on Lamar here, you're you're disappointed with him, but part of that is because he only has two rushing touchdowns on the season. If he starts getting in the end zone on the ground. It, it's great, and I don't see why he wouldn't. He's talented. He runs the ball at the goal line. He can break an 80-yard run. He can, you know, he can get in the end zone from anywhere on the field. So The thing is, like- is that they don't need him to get in the end zone. They have three running backs, and that are all productive. They had the same thing last year. No, they well, didn't. It was pretty much just Ingram last year. And Gus Edwards. Yeah. Well, he wasn't half as involved as he was as he is this year. Yeah, well, because Ingram was healthy, but he was still getting 40% of the snaps, 35% of the rushing touches, and he's doing the exact same thing this year. It's just, you know, you're paying attention to it more because Dobbins is a hot commodity and you really want to see what his value is going forward. But, yeah, I, I don't want to spend too much time on Lamar. I have, I have, I'm expecting him to have some big games coming up. Uh, and then after Lamar, we go Aaron Rodgers and Joe Burrow. Rodgers is, every time they're inside the 20, throwing a touchdown to Devontae Adams. Without a doubt. No argument there, but I think Burrow is the really important piece to bring up. Um, he he's getting it done against good defenses, bad defenses. Um, you know, I love Burrow. I love Burrow coming into the season. He's going to keep throwing the ball. If there's one quarterback that I I would really want in this mid level, it, it, it's Burrow. I kind of have him. Um, you know, with the rushing floor, I think there's a lot of good options here between Rodgers and Brady and Burrow. Burrow's my favorite of, of kind of the, the mid-tier quarterback the rest of the season. Yeah, and, and you know, Bur- Burrow is right there. We have Burrow tied with um, Herbert. Um, you know, they're both right there ranked at, you know, that eight spot um, is in our average in our rankings. You know, they're both going to be in a bunch of games. They're going to be putting up a lot of points. Um, I have Herbert ranked number five rest of season. Tyler has him at eight. Alex, you don't believe in him as much. You have him at 11. Yeah, I have him pretty far down my list. Um, you know, I think he's shown really well. I, I still have a hard time buying that we're seeing the actual Herbert right now. Like, he's been great. Um, I, I don't see this happening. Do see? It, it, he's going to fall off. He's on a ridiculous pace of like 5,000 yards and like, and he missed the first three games or two. Well, I guess he missed the first game, but you know, and he wasn't really turned loose until game three. I think I don't see it. I, I think Burrow, you get more consistency out of and Herbert has been a lot of fun to watch, but to me, I, I don't think this is the Herbert that we'll see for his the rest of the season. Yeah. See, I think we agree, but disagree at the same time um, because Burrow and Herbert, the only difference is Burrow's played one more game. Um, because Herbert took over game two, and that's when he had a very good game against Kansas City. Yeah. Um, you know, his schedule is the Raiders, Miami, the Jets, Buffalo, New England, Atlanta, the Raiders, Denver. So Herbert does have a pretty good schedule going forward. So that, that I, I have, that's why I have Herbert so high. I think that's a, a dream schedule for the rest of the season. Um, I picked him up and three or four leagues 
last week, and I'm I'm rolling with him the rest of the season, um, in pretty much almost every league. Maybe I'm just salty. I don't have him anywhere. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, you know, after Burrow, uh, we have we go Tannehill, Brady, and then Josh Allen. You guys are way too low on Josh Allen. Way, way <laughs> too low on I Josh think, Allen. I think Josh I don't think so. Back to come back to earth. Yeah, I think I think he was that lightning in a bottle. What you're expecting Herbert to do is what Allen's done the last couple of weeks. Yeah, Allen has also been missing his, John Brown, who clearly is very important to the offense. Like he played the last realistically. Week. He he played the he played last week and he had his worst statistical game of the year. The the week before he was hurt and did he didn't he try to play hurt? Um, that I'm not sure. But. When John Brown was healthy, this this offense was moving, and that's kind of my point. And you really can't be disappointed with what Josh Allen has given you. He's just not finding the end zone. Like he's the last three weeks, he's barely broken 200 yards. Yeah, but didn't he have a lot of a lot in the ground? I'm pretty no. sure he had more than that. On I'm pretty sure he had a, a good day against the Jets. He just couldn't find the end zone. He had 15 fantasy points, and he didn't no. score a touchdown. He had 300 against the Jets. And no touchdowns, and he still got you a good day. And yeah, all right. So yeah, the game against New England, you're definitely disappointed with. But he had a rushing touchdown, and the weather was abysmal. Right. Okay. So what's so, your excuse against the Chiefs? Where he had two touchdowns and 120 yards. Yeah, that's not great. But wasn't the weather poor there as well? It was pouring, wasn't it? It's Buffalo. Every game's going to be poor from now on. Uh, he's got Seattle coming up, and then Arizona. <laughs> but you know it's this is the time of the year that games are going to be bad there's going to be weather there's going to be wind there's going to be snow you can do that's a lot part worse of playing in the nfl if you're telling me one of one of josh allen's worst game of the games of the year is where he scores two touchdowns i'm fine with that no i'm saying his worst game of the year is against one of the worst we've been cracking on new england's defense for the last couple episodes talking about how bad they've been and he can't get anything going we almost won Again, that game and we're playing with a bunch of and- it was uh, you were allow, allowing six yards per carry to the running back. Like so Alex, just just remember, we have him ranked as the the quarterback ten. It's not like we're saying yeah. low end quarterback two. We, no, you have him ranked as the fourth quarterback. I think that's a little bit high. There's no way I would rank him above Watson. Um, and it, it's just it's one of those things where I just I don't know. He still has New England again. He still has Pittsburgh. He still has San Francisco. He still has Denver. So is the Chargers. And those, are lot, those are pretty tough matchups there. Those are tough defenses. Yeah, he has Arizona and Seattle and then his bye. But here's the thing. He had three huge weeks to start the season. It was the Jets, Miami, and the Rams. And then since then, he had a he had an okay day against the Raiders, but then he was bad against Tennessee. As far as what you're com- – if you're going to be a quarterback one, if you're going to be one of these top-level guys – I don't want sub twenty point weeks. That that's not that's not a top four quarterback for me, and especially because he has to play New England again. He has to play Pittsburgh, no. and that's yeah, in the, those are two fantasy matchups in the playoffs. Yeah, no, that's totally fair. Um, the reason I had Watson lower is because I think they trade Fuller, and it'll just be Cooks. Um, I don't think you can do a whole lot with just Cooks. And the thing about like. I just I believe in the Bills' offense more than I believe in the Texans' offense. You know, yeah, Singletary and Moss got the rushing t- well, Moss got the rushing touchdowns last week. You know, if if you want an offense where the chains are going to move, like you don't want a stalled out offense where the running backs can't do anything. And I think that's what the Texans are going to be. Yeah, at the end of the day, 
you know, Watson could be a top five quarterback option, but if he doesn't have the weapons around him and David Johnson's not looked amazing by any stretch, I, I just think Josh Allen's going to have more opportunity to do more. And I think he could capitalize rushing. What Josh Allen was last year, you know, he was nothing. He was not a world. He was never the most talented throwing quarterback. Oh, he's always had a big arm with a rushing ability. Right. His accuracy has improved. No, it absolutely has. It absolutely has. And I've been a Josh Allen trooper since before the season started. But to say that he's going to be one of these top five guys just doesn't feel realistic at this point. I think that attributes a lot to the fact that Diggs is there catching the ball instead of. Oh, of course it does. Yeah. He's not leaving. (laughs) But after Allen, we go Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz, and Jared Goff. Here's where things get ugly. This is where things start to get ugly. This is where you stop playing matchups. You know, there's, I'm not as high on Matt Ryan because without Ridley there and a banged up Julio Jones on a bad team, he's still going to have enough volume, but it's just his ceiling is going lower and lower after every snap on that offense right now. I like, I'm higher on Wentz. I'm higher on. You know, Wentz is definitely trending up. Um, I agree, Ryan. He's starting to struggle, and his weapons are starting to get banged up there. Um, but that defense is so bad that they're going to have to throw the ball to stay in games. Um, so he's going to stay relevant just just on volume alone. Um, he's, he's, he's pretty much what Jared Goff was last year now, right? Yeah. A quarterback who just has a ton of volume. And that's fine, and that's going to be productive enough for most people. And that's why we had them tiered around the same spot, you know. And exactly. And Wentz, it's the only thing with Wentz is he gets hurt typically every year. And no, he doesn't. You guys, well, we, we need but to get rid of that narrative. Okay, but yeah, well, it happens in the playoffs or something like that. But it just he's had three season ending injuries in three seasons, correct? No. He's had the knee. I think you guys convinced me about Wentz a little bit more. Um, I was down on Wentz, and I think it was because I watched that game last night against uh, Dallas, and it was really just terrible to watch. But I think you guys are right with the trending up of Wentz because he's going to have – he's got a connection with Fulgham, who's pretty good. He's mm-hmm. got Rager's Goddard coming alive. Back. Yep, he's got Goddard back. Rager is good. Miles Sanders should be back after the bye. So I think I agree with you. I didn't – really have went in the top 15 here and i think that's a an oversight on my part um and it's important to note that we don't talk about our rankings beforehand we just put rankings in there and then we just kind of t- you know we're just kind of talking through them um, yeah no, they're absolutely unbiased yeah no so i think i think Wentz is a good call i think i'd switch Wentz with ryan i i would say I, i'd have Wentz right now at 16 and, and ryan at i put uh 12, 12. yeah so I think I'd switch them. I think I'd put Wentz at 12 and then Ryan at 16 or, you know, maybe move Stafford off my list or something because of the Kenny Galladay injury. Yeah. yeah. In, in, in speaking of Stafford, he, he rounds out at wide uh, quarterback. 13. Four, uh, 14 because of Allen. Uh, so Stafford and Ben round out our 14 and 15. Uh, and then we had a couple votes in there for Derek Carr and Alex wanted his homer pick of Tua. I believe in Tua. He's got a good schedule coming up. And we haven't seen enough of Tua to even say he's going to be relevant yet. So you can't game up that game, though. I no. believe in him. 
it's fair to say that you can't gauge it off of a game where their defense scored all their points for them. You want to know who the quarterback one is, Tyler? I think you're going to see it. I think it's going to happen. I have my doubts still, but yeah, I do too. He's not set up in the situation to look. He doesn't have a bad defense behind him. Like, like, you know, like Burrow does, Um, you know, but out of the bottom 14 and 15 here, uninspiring stuff. Um, Just go for upside matchup plays. Um, Really disappointed with Ben Roethlisberger's performance with the weapons he has. I don't know if you guys have the same feeling. He just looks Uh, done. He looks. I don't think it's that the fact that he's done. I just don't think that they need him. That defense has been so dominant that they they haven't needed him to do a ton. He's consistent. He's efficient, and he's throwing touchdowns. He's just that plotting along, putting up sixteen to twenty points a week kind of thing. Eighteen points, seventeen points. He's not doing anything spectacular. He's just kind of slowly consistent right now. Yeah, just the film though. Just just watching him throw passes downfield does not look good. Like he it hasn't just, for years though. You're, you're probably right, but he was he injured last year. About so. a thirty-eight-year-old quarterback who's coming off of an injury Tommy no John ever come off of. Right, exactly, and you know the situation might be that, but at the same time, you got to kind of consider what he is at this point, and he seems like a little bit of an upgraded Philip Rivers, maybe who actually has been playing better than Ben. So. Yeah, Ben's just riding a really good offense right now. Yeah. Um, but so that's all we have on our quarterbacks that, that rank, rank, runs out those rankings. Um, you know, it's very easy to to say who starts the list for our tight ends. Um, sure. Travis Kelsey, especially Mike Gesicki. Oh my god! With, with the tight ends are horrible to start with, and they are just getting worse by the day. It, it's been really bad at this point. Yeah, and it, it Kelsey's the number one, especially with Kale going down. Um, our consensus had Darren Waller as the tight end two. Um, you know, started at three, started at three, and then Hawkinson at four. I'm very high on T.J. Hawkinson going forward, especially with Galladay going down. He's been super productive all year, even with Galladay in the lineup, and I think it's only going to get worse now. Um, better, only better. Better, yes, better, much better. That's a better way to put it. Yeah. Um, but I, I love really him. hope. I really hope the Lions can rely on Hawkinson. I do. Like, I want to see Hawkinson replace Kenny Galladay's production. I don't want to see them rely on Marvin Jones. I just don't think Marvin Jones can take it anymore. Yeah. What's What's really interesting to me is, you know, Goddard. A lot of teams, a lot of people drop drop Dallas Goddard after he got hurt. And he may yeah. still be available in some of your leagues. And we have him consensus at the three tight end going forward. He just had a, a, a useless week coming off of the injury, but I think they're going to ramp him up going forward the rest of the season. And he's going to be, he could win you some weeks. For sure. Um, yeah, I think my ranking of Goddard is probably the most bullish. I have him at two. Um, I have him at four. Tyler has him at five. So it doesn't really. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Me. For sure. But I just like the target volume he'll see. Last year, uh, when Ertz was out, Goddard was averaging near 10 targets a game. You can't find that production with tight ends. Only Kelsey does that. Um, and Kittle, who's out for the next eight weeks. So. Hmm. so this is where it gets a little interesting. Then we go Andrews, Fant, Gronk. Um, I'm higher on Gronk than most people. Um, Tim has him at 15. Alex has him at 13. I have him at four. 
Um, hmm. I think they're going to force feed him. And he's been getting a ton of targets. Brady loves him in the red zone. I like his his outlook for the rest of the year, to be honest. Yeah, I think we're way too low on David uh, on, on Andrews. I think Mark Andrews is going to be what he was last year. He's going to be a touchdown machine going forward. Um, based off what, though? Based off his, the track record over the last two seasons. I know he'd been a little up and down this year, but. He's been know. horrible this year. But that's that's the tight end position as a whole. No, of course it is, but. We, we have somebody yeah, who hasn't I think... played in eight weeks ranked above him. He he just went he just went out on a game and and caught one pass for nine yards and we have him ranked as a tight end three. So tight end position is a lot more harder to get. You know, but Mark Andrews is the staple of that offense out in the in the passing game. And you know, I, I would I have him ranked as the number two tight end for the rest of the season. I think it's a really fair point. I do think we have him too low. Um, I, right now, I have it. I have Goddard. I have Kelsey Goddard, Waller, Andrews, and I should probably have Andrews above Waller at the very least, probably above Goddard. Um, I think we are just fresh off of a Steelers matchup, and he has an upcoming Steelers matchup with some tough linebackers to 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 face. Um, and he just hasn't done it this year. I think he's just been disappointing. But I think you're right in that he he still is, you know, value-wise, he's a, he's a top-two option rest of the season. Production-wise, he hasn't been that. And I think, you know, you're going to have to decide, do you believe in the talent or do you believe in the production that you're going to see? And the problem is, yeah, we just saw him against Pittsburgh. And then he goes to Indy. And then he comes to New England. Tennessee, which could be a decent matchup. And then goes back to Pittsburgh. Yeah, so yeah have to- can't. A lot of those teams, you know, the indie matchup is very tough because their linebackers are they're the number one team against tight ends going forward uh, throughout the season. Um, but you know, New England has always played tight ends. Well, we shut Kittle, Kelsey completely out of the game when we played uh, Kansas City. Like it's this half of his his season, rest of the season is tough matchups. I just don't like him. I have him at ten. I just don't think he's going to be that top five guy the rest of the way. Wow, even at ten. Yep. Wow, that's super low. I, you know, not I think really. He's eight right now. Yeah, but you can't look. You when we get to the rest of your tight ends, Ebron and and these other guys cannot do what Andrews can do. Like no, I but they're getting, but they're involved more than he is right now. I understand like the the sentiment of Andrews not having a good rest of the season, but if you know, I think with tight ends you have to play the talent and. I'm not saying you, you can't. Know, Cook you don't and play him. are not guys that I'm starting over Andrews ever. I'm not saying that you are. You you have to play the talent, but do I think that he's going to produce? No, I don't think he does. But you have to take the shot on him, yeah. Because at any day he could go for 25. Yeah, and that's just something that Eric Ebron's not going to do. No, Ebron's going to give you that safe 12 points a week kind of thing. Yeah, but you know Noah Fant is somebody who's very interesting going forward. Noah Fant's been sneaky, and nobody's really talking about him. He's yeah, averaging he's like been, seven targets a game. He had the injury, but when he's healthy, he's been producing, especially with Drew Locke. Yeah. And I yeah. think he's somebody who who sneakily could could really help you in a in a pinch where, you know, he could be available, or he could be somebody's backup tight end, you can pick him up, and he could fill in that gap for you. He's producing. Um, I do think, Tyler, you're a little too high on Gronk. I think that they were just trying to force him the ball um, because he was bitching in the locker room. 
That's just my opinion. And I think his production is going to go down tremendously, especially because I don't see him being any much better than, you know, Cameron Braid at this point. Yeah. And, and Godwin's going to be back and you have Antonio Brown. So and Spine right, Miller so, is going to get targets. Yeah. I, I mean, in the, la- the last three weeks before, before week eight, he's gone six targets, eight targets, eight targets. I mean, how do you argue with that? I argue with the fact that he's a 31-year-old tight end who has had nothing but rough injuries throughout his career and has he hadn't played in over a year. He looks bad, too. He looks, yeah, he looks, part of a, he looks the part of a 31-year-old tight end who hasn't played in a year. Right. I think he slowly looks starting to look better to me, to be honest with you. Slowly is the key word. Yeah, and that's fine. It's <laughs> We just talked about how a guy that hasn't played in five weeks is going to can be the tight end too. So to say that somebody that's going to get seven targets and is Brady's favorite, favorite option in the red zone, I, I can see the production. Yeah. I, 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 I don't have him very high going forward. I, I have him at 15. He's going to have a week where he has, you know, 14, 15 points. And then he's going to have a week where he has three. And he, again, that is the tight end position, but, I'm definitely taking Noah Fant and Jared Cook and, and Andrews. Andrews, definitely Andrews and Jonu Smith and TJ Hawkinson well over him. Yeah. You know, but after Gronk, we go Jared Cook, Hayden Hurst, and Jonu Smith. Hey, Jared John Cook is just that nice, safe eight to 10 a week, in my opinion. With Michael Thomas coming back, I think that actually opens up the middle of the field a lot more for him. He did have a touchdown this week. Just wonder if, if Jared Cook gets a target that was supposed to go to Mike Thomas, if Mike Thomas just punches him in the face. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I take Johnu over both. Um, Absolutely. Over both Cook and Hurst. Um, Johnu, I think before last week, before this weekend, was like the tight end one in points per game. Um, scares the living hell out of me. Because he's the number one tight end in points per game? No, because he's averaging two targets a week for the last three weeks. He was hurt, right? If I'm, if I'm remembering correctly, he was hurt. I was stuck. I'm okay with it. Um, if, you know, we talked about on a previous episode that A.J. Brown might be a little dinged up. If that's the case, we are going to be feeding Jonu Smith the rest of the – well, for a while. Um, I think Jonu Smith is, is somebody who we should have a little maybe higher. It feels to me like they're starting to lean more towards Corey Davis, and John o. Smith is the one that's taking the hit to me. So the thing with them is, is they do have a tough schedule going forward for tight ends. Chicago, Indy, Baltimore, Indy is the next four games. So, you know, as far as that, that's kind of why I, I slipped him a little bit lower in my rankings. Um, but, you know, he is honestly one of the most talented tight ends in the NFL. And... I think I really like what Tannehill has done this year. There's a reason I had him ranked as the quarterback eight, not just for fantasy, but for he's winning them games, you know, and, um, but Hayden Hurst is expected to get a tick up with Calvin Ridley missing probably the next two weeks with a foot injury. Um, I'm, I'm good. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not, I'm not a huge Hayden Hurst fan. I don't think he's very talented. I know everybody yeah. else does, but I, I've never been a Hayden Hurst fan. He had some cool Twitter videos, I think, 
before the season started. He looked ripped. He's another guy, though, that's that's got a nice, safe floor right now. He's kind of one of those guys that, like you're saying, the tight end position is so volatile that anybody that's giving you consistency is going to be a top 10 guy. Yeah, see, for me, if if I want a tight end, if I don't have a Kelsey, a Waller, you know, or a Hawkinson, I want somebody with a higher ceiling at the tight end position rather than a, a higher floor. You know, I would rather have a Evan Ingram over a Hayden Hurst just because Evan Ingram could catch the ball and run 80 yards for a touchdown. So you could know, Hurst yeah. at that point. Hurst, you make it seem like, but the last three weeks he's gone 15, 12, 10. Well, but he's nowhere years. near as talented as Evan Ingram. Yeah, you say that, but we haven't seen any any real production out of Evan Ingram this this year. So I'm saying talent. But talent, he's losing talent at this point. He's not. It doesn't look athletic. So yeah, Ingram Ingram is hurt, I, and I don't know if he's hurt right now, but he's always yeah. been hurt. And that's that's the problem with him is, you know, I think those injuries have kind of slowed down his career a little bit like Jordan Reed. Um, I, I feel like that's a pretty fair comp at this point for Evan Ingram, just kind of that guy we expect a lot out of, but never really hit that ceiling that we expected. Right. Um, I think a guy that maybe we should spend a little time on here is Austin Hooper. Um, I have him ranked higher than I believe both of you yeah how does he have him in the top 15 yeah so nope. over the past three weeks before his emergency appendix removal he had 23 targets in three games and now odell's out and landry looked like he broke his ribs on a play i don't know what happened with landry but Landry's he got playing with broken ribs for weeks probably yeah probably broke them even more he got smacked in the back of the end zone and was down for a, a while you know I think that um, Austin Hooper, he's going to buy this week. He had his appendix taken out. So it's three weeks off for him. Then he gets the Texans, the Eagles, the Jaguars, the Titans. I think Austin Hooper has a chance, a real chance to be a a top five tight end. I don't have him ranked there. Maybe, you know, maybe we could with his involvement before he left the field. Yeah. The only thing is, is I think Njoku is emerging as getting a little bit more targets. That's kind of why I had him and I had him ranked at tight end 12. My problem is um, it's not Joku. just Joku. It's Hooper and Joku, and now they got the rookie Bryant, and he's been playing really well. And Baker seems to like him in the red zone, also. So I just don't know if any of them are really going to be get enough volume with it. Any of them going to be super con- consistent and super productive? Yeah, you know, Harrison Bryant just had that one week where he had the two touchdowns. This week he had three catches for twenty-five yards. He's nothing special. Um, it's and he fumbled. And he fumbled. So it's. It's one of those things where, you know, yeah, he had that one big week. It's just he got open for the two touchdowns. But, you know, when Hooper's going to, when Hooper comes back, they're going to want to run a lot of, you know, one running back, two tight end personnel, and then have, you know, Landry and the other wide receiver out there and, and a lot of play action and stuff like that. And, and Joku is more of a big play guy than Hooper is, in my opinion. And he, he's, he's going to be that second tight end and he's, he really emerged. Um, yeah, I think I agree. I think Ajoku is the the higher ceiling, but it's just hard to ignore the targets that Hooper's. Oh, absolutely. Get. Yeah, well, I believe that Ajoku was out when he was getting all those targets. Yeah, uh-huh. he was. But mm-hmm. after Hooper, we have Jimmy Graham, and then Hunter Henry, Eric Ebron, and Evan. If you notice on my list, my list is absent of Evan Ingram and Hunter Henry. Um, you know, I know they were big names. They've always been big names, um, but I'm ready to move on from them just in general. 
I think Ingram, like I said earlier, I think he's just had too many injuries to overcome and he doesn't look like the same player. And Hunter Henry doesn't look like the same player either. Every time I watch him, he catches the ball and just seemingly falls down. He reminds me a little bit of, of Austin Hooper or just kind of a, a guy who's catching the ball and falling down. <laughs> and I don't, I don't project a whole lot more for him going forward. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a, and I, I'm not very high on Jimmy Graham going forward either, especially because they're using Cole Komet more um, in the emergence of Mooney and, and, and Miller's catching the ball more. And you saw of Allen Robinson. Um, I'm just, I don't think Jimmy, Jimmy Graham is more of a name now than he is a fantasy football player. Um, Henry is just that low end tight end one high end tight end two kind of guy. And that's pretty much the range we have him in. Eric Ebron is just a boring, you know, eight to 10 if you need it out of your tight end. And then Ingram has a high ceiling. You forgot to mention um, Wims. He has a lot of fight in him. He does. <laughs> a lot of I see what you did there. Yes. That's what we're what I'm all about. But, you know, to round it out, we, you know, we had a couple votes for Gasicki. I, I believe in Gasicki more than than they do, but then Tyler does. I have him as the tight end 13. I just I can't you can't gauge that offense off of this week against the Rams because their offense didn't even need to be on the field. Um the Rams ran 83 plays or something crazy like that. Um but you know Gasicki is before that though, he hasn't been productive. He's it's either been 25 or three. And there's no in between with Kasiki this year, and you know if you want that high ceiling, he he, he can he's going to have a week upcoming where he has you know sixty yards and two touchdowns, and before, that's going to inflate his numbers a little bit more. And the six games before the bye, two of them were decent; the rest of them were absolute garbage. I yeah. I don't see anything get any better with with Tua coming out at this point. That's the decision you have to make, though, right? Do you want Trey Burton, who's going to get you three or four catches a week and give you 40 yards? Or do you want do you want Kosicki, who could go out and, and catch the ball for 60 yards and two touchdowns? So really depends on what kind of fantasy player you are. Personally, I think Kosicki's a better prospect at this point. Um, even, you know, I think Burton could end the season a little bit higher, but I think I'd rather play Gasicki if that somehow makes sense. The thing with Burton is you see, Mo Ali Cox is going to be back within the next week or two. You have Jack Doyle, so he's not even the only tight end there, you know, that's talented. You know, Adam Shaheen is the other tight end in Miami. I know he had the big the big catch last week, but Gasicki's their number one tight end. Any week, it could be Burton, Mo Ali Cox, or Jack Doyle. Yeah, for sure. You know, but, you know, that rounded out our tight end rankings. Um, You know, we'll have another episode coming out with running backs and wide receivers. Um, So definitely tune in for those and get our rest of season rankings. Beautiful. I love it. All right. Thanks, guys. See you.